campaign to help young people, parents, and caregivers address mental health. Welcome back to Textonation. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us is Dr. Charmaine Jackman, founder and CEO of InnoPsych. Hi, Dr. Jackman. Good morning. How are you? Terrific. Well, a survey by the CDC indicates that young people increasingly are feeling sad or hopeless. The numbers are surprising to many of us. Yes. Um, so, um, so the CDC um, has shared some information. Um, really, over the last ten years, we've seen significant increases in the mental health, uh, particularly around anxiety and depression for young people. So, um, we've seen increases of over forty percent across all uh, age groups and um, ethnic and racial identities. We're seeing increases around 70% for youth who identify as lesbian, gay, and transgender. And we're also seeing increases, particularly around suicide for Black youth and children. So, you know, I always tell folks, uh, as someone who worked in, in a high school for over 17 years, we saw this coming, right? Prior to the pandemic, we were always concerned about the mental health and well-being of our children. Um, youth mental health often is kind of the la last last step on the rung, uh, on the ladder. And so we just knew that once we saw COVID, that these numbers were going to increase significantly. And, and it has borne out, that data has borne out to that. Any thoughts about uh, why, since you've seen this coming for a long time, I mean, parents could think, oh, it must be the phones, it must be social media, TikTok, et cetera. Um, you know, I try, when I talk to parents, I always try to not have um, an all bad um, perspective around social media. There are definitely some benefits to social media and people use it as a learning tool. But we have seen a lot of correlation or a lot of relationship around kind of those handheld devices and some of the social media platforms um, where we saw, you know, we definitely saw increases in depression and anxiety. And part of that, we, we see that young people, you know, there's the immediacy of the social media. There's the, the presentation of people's best lives, right? And also there's this idea of that, this group thing, that anonymity that comes with social media. So we saw increases in bullying and cyberbullying, which then leads to, to young people having depression and anxiety. So it's a part of that. We also know that the resources for young people in terms of mental health resources and access is not as robust as we see for adults. So we put all those things together and we, 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 we're kind of in the position where we are now, right? Where we are in a crisis. Well, let's talk about what can be done here. Uh, you're working with the, the Ad Council's Sounded Out campaign. Uh, there's something called an interactive conversation starter pack. Step us through all this and 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 how families maybe can make use of it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love that you said, what can we do, right? Because we don't want to stay in the problem. We want to think about how we can address that problem in a really cohesive way and, and as communities and as families. So the, the, the Ad Council, along with the Pivot Ventures, have created a conversation starter kit, which is an interactive tool. It's available on their website, Sounded Out, um, together.org and it provides conversations just like it says conversation started so what I love about it it has a range of topics that are some of them are general like what if questions 
you know, questions about your day, your friendships, but then they also get into more, um, maybe, maybe riskier or more serious conversations like anxiety and friendships. And so the idea with this is that we want to help parents and families have the tools to engage in those conversations with their children. What we know, the data, what show, what, what the data shows is that the earlier that we can intervene with a young per person's mental health and emotional well-being, the better outcomes they are. When things go undiagnosed uh, and they become more severe, then the outcomes are much harder. It, it's you kind of you have a problem where you know it's kind of set in and it's really harder to uh, intervene and address. So the earlier that we can identify mental health conditions in our young people, the better the outcomes for them. And so having these conversations is really important because when symptoms are mild, it can be really easy to miss. And so when you are able to engage with your young person about what's happening with them, what is their internal mind, what's going on for them emotionally, physically, when they can have that conversation with a parent or caregiver, then you have the tools then to get them to the right resources. Maybe you start with your pediatrician, or you talk to your school counselor, but if those symptoms go unnoticed and undiagnosed, then again, the, the outcomes are much more severe for young people. So at what grade level or what age should uh, parents be taking action here and maybe taking a look at the, the, the conversation starter? Yeah. Well, I always say the earlier, the better, right? And so it is like building a muscle, building a skill. So when we're working out, we start with those smaller, you know, smaller ways and then we build up, right? We kind of get the model going and get it going. So the earlier, the better, you know, young kids early, we all have emotions, we all deal with things, right? So the earlier you can intervene, the better, but it's never too late. So if you haven't had those conversations, don't worry, it's never too late to start. And again, the conversation starter pack really gives you know, um, parents and caregivers the tools to engage in those conversations. One of the things that we ask in developing healthy communication with young people is to one, listen, right? They have a lot to say, but they want to make sure that you're going to listen to what they say without judgment and with patience. So really developing those com communication tools is about listening and, and thinking about how you respond to them in a way that's patient, but also recognizes their needs in that moment. A tough thing to do for a lot of uh, a lot of families to for parents to to bite their tongue and not respond uh, right it away. Is. It is, but but if you want to have those conversations and you want to get to those serious conversations and you want to get to those emotional conversations, you will have to bite your tongue, right? Because one of the things, the complaints that I often get with from young people is that my parents don't listen to me. Right. And so I, I know it. I'm a parent. <laughs> I'm a parent of a middle schooler. And so they they have lots to say. They'll tell you, you know, if you listen and if you listen without judgment. So you will be able to find ways to share your values and share your concerns. You don't want to do it all in one one sitting and you don't want to overreact. Right. So you want to listen. Again, internally, you might be freaking out. <laughs> But externally, you need to just be right there with them and come back to that conversation over time. And actually, I say that it's, you know, you're also thinking about it as more than one conversation and a long term conversation. Right. So you don't have to get everything in that one in that particular moment.
Well, congratulations on, on the work that's being done here. The website, again, is sounditouttogether.org. Dr. Charmaine Jackman, thanks for spending time with us. Thank you for having me, Fred. Take care.